Welcome to Fleet Baptist Church. We hope you enjoy the latest in our teaching series. Good morning. It's lovely to see you all again. Thank you for coming. Thank you for joining us online. My name is Nathan. One of the pastors here have been for a couple of years now. What a journey it's been. You're a wonderful bunch of people. Keep on getting better. That's what happens. You keep on getting better. This morning we're um, we're going we're going to start a mini series, a mini series as we go into Pentecost, Pentecost Sunday in two weeks' time, which is exciting. Um, so we're going to have a little three-week series um, coming up, and Pentecost Sunday is in two weeks' time, where we're gonna we're gonna just give a little introduction about the Holy Spirit. And we didn't want to do it on just one Sunday; we wanted to try and spread it out as much as possible, which is something I'm looking forward to trying to communicate to you because the Holy Spirit is such a mystery, isn't he? Such a mystery. There's, there's a lot of talk about the far, well, about God, okay? So you've got Yahweh, Old Testament, okay? You've got God who's, who's the main man, the big cheese. He does, he just, he comes into the scene a lot. And then you've got Jesus who comes to reveal another side of God, which is the Father. And then there's a lot about Jesus and then there's the Holy Spirit, and it's a bit of a mystery, isn't there? You know, he comes on Pentecost and he turns up in, within the New Testament and is a mystery. So it's going to be a bit of a, it's going to be, I'm going to do my very best and we're going to have Sue speaking next week. She's going to do her very best just to unpack the Holy Spirit for us as a church. Does that sound all right? Yeah? You're free to leave. You're free to leave if you aren't interested. You know, the door is there, but no, I... I <laughs> But um, yeah, we're in for a treat. For those for those of you that are asking about my my health update, I've it, I'm just still not out of the woods yet in terms of my skin. But um, one thing that I, I've 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 found as fundamental is is the verse in Isaiah says, "Those that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength." And waiting gives you strength, right? So if you need strength and you need your strength renewed, wait. And you will run and not grow weary. You'll walk and not faint. Can I pray? Is that all right? Can I pray? Holy Spirit. We we turn our senses to you in this room. Our hearing, our seeing. That we would meet you in a powerful way and we would leave this place knowing you more deeply and more intimately. Father, would you help me today to communicate your heart, that I'd communicate in truth, in love, I'd communicate from the word of God. And Father, you'd have fun in this place today. We would have joy in this place today. We thank you that in your presence is the fullness of joy. And we receive that by faith now, Father. And like always, Lord, may the words of my mouth and meditations of my heart be pleasing to you. O oh, Lord, my God, my rock and my redeemer. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Cool. So, the Holy Spirit, the mystery of God, the, 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 the breath, the wind, this invisible force that we talk about so frequently. And it's, we're still tying into the last few weeks that Amy and I have been covering, which is understanding the nature of God in times of uncertainty, in times of trial, in times of suffering, and actually knowing that God's nature doesn't change on our circumstances. That we don't base our nature of it, our understanding of His goodness on our circumstances. 
And it's similar with the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is the helper that is here with us and he is accessible to us to move in power. You know, that's, what, that's, the, that's the promise that Jesus left with us. But so many times within, within my experience, with our experience, the Holy Spirit can sometimes be misinterpreted, misin, mispresented. And sometimes man can get in the way. Do we know this? Sometimes man can get in the way and that's when you can get things like spiritual manipulation and all this stuff that isn't worth talking about today. But the Holy Spirit, I believe, we want to unpack today, I want to believe that we can unpack a biblical truth of who the Holy Spirit is and his nature. Not just on our circumstances, because you as a Christian, you are born to walk with intimacy within the Holy Spirit. You are born to experience him. You are born to know him and walk with him, hear him. Because he is the direct line to the Father and then to Jesus, right? So you are born to walk with him closely. But equally this morning, we're going to unpack a little bit today. I'm going, to, I'm going to do my very best to unpack as much as I can of the Holy Spirit, but starting at the very beginning, starting in Genesis. And then in two weeks' time on Pentecost, we're going to go more New Testament. So bear with me just with Old Testament here today. Okay. So the Bible starts as we're going to read, but the Bible ends with the Holy Spirit. It starts with the Holy Spirit and it ends with the Holy Spirit. Revelation 17, you've got an invitation. Each, each and every one of you have, have an invitation in this room. And the invitation is, Come. The Spirit and the Bride say, come. The Spirit and the Bride say, come. That is your invitation. The Holy Spirit, what if he's saying to you every single moment, come away with me. Just come away. Let me fill you with strength. Those that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. There's that invitation at the end of the Bible, but the very beginning of the Bible, we're going to read about where he was and what he was doing. Okay? Let's go. Let's start right at the very beginning, the creation. Genesis 1. Hopefully I've got my right. Last time I, I preached, I gave the wrong... I, I gave verses that weren't even in the Bible. So I'm really sorry. They're really struggling at the back because I gave verses that weren't even there. Anyway, in the beginning... Okay, let's read together. The creation. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty, darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Now just picture this with me right now, okay? There's, there's nothing but waters. There's, you've got the surface of the deep, and you've got the Spirit hovering over the waters. Now this is what I picture when I see, if you think of the time and the place, in the very beginning of time before any of this existed, imagine this with me. The Holy Spirit hovering over the waters in anticipation of about, in what is to come. In anticipation of what he's about to do and what is about to unfold. You've got the deep waters and the rest, there's, there's nothing else. And you've got the Holy Spirit hovering over the waters, almost scouting out the area about what this place is going to look like. And if you know anything about football or, or building people can see a plot of land our garden for instance we we see a plot of land that was, was there was nothing there but if you if you're a visionary you can see the potential in things in football whenever you're looking for if you're looking for talent you're going to look at not always what they are but what they're going to be and the holy spirit hovering over the waters realizing the potential of all that the father was going to pour out so right at the beginning of time you've got the holy spirit being poured out hovering over the waters getting excited what is about to come now the holy spirit the original hebrew for the word holy spirit is the name ruach hakodesh or ruach hakodosh 
which literally means breath. The, the, the ruach is breath or wind, which is the spirit. And the kadosh is, is, is holy, it's sacred. So when you talk about the Holy, breath, the, the holy Spirit, you're talking about a sacred breath from heaven being released upon the earth. And you know, for me, I, I think about this, and this is sometimes the way my mind goes, is that you and I are, what, 60 70% water? And I think about the Holy Spirit hovering over those waters, and I'm like, Holy Spirit, hover over me. Wherever I go, let you just hover over the waters of this man that I just may be con- continually flowing with you. So the Holy Spirit is hovering over the waters, and then comes creation, and then comes the Father, then comes Yahweh, speaking the world into existence. And we know, we know very well, more than ever in this time, the power of your words, and what comes with your words, the breath, right? Hence why the masks. We know that every breath that came from the mouth of God, every word that came from the mouth of God followed the breath and the breath of the Spirit. So entwined in all of creation is the Spirit, is the Spirit of God. This this sacred breath, this holy breath, this Holy Spirit entwined in all of creation. As God was speaking the world into existence and the world is formed, he puts the waters, he 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 puts the trees, and then come man. And guess what? Here comes the breath again. He forms Adam out of the dust. He forms man out of the dust. And then what? That same breath into Adam. That same spirit into Adam. The Holy Spirit is deep, deep within the beginning of the foundations of the earth. And deep, deep within you and I. And always will be and always has been. And do you ever get the idea that there's more to the Holy Spirit than what we've been presented? There's so much more to him. And you've got the Old Testament where the fall of man causes things to have a bit of a hindrance. And there's almost a, a hold back on the Holy Spirit. But you, we're going we're gonna to jump through the Old Testament here. But the Old Testament is, is more he turns up as and when. You know, you'll, you'll read of stories, okay, and you've got jo- Joseph, who's quite an early example. So Joseph was a, we all know the story of Joseph, and Pharaoh comes to Joseph and says, surely the Spirit of God is within you. So you've got another mention of the Holy Spirit in you, and you've, you've got similar language with the book of Daniel, okay, that, and Nebuchadnezzar says to Daniel, surely the spirits of the gods are in you. You've got similar terminology there, haven't you, talking about the Spirit being within these people. And let me, let me ask you this, this question. When was the last time your boss came up to you and said, cool, the Spirit's in you? There's something supernatural about the way you work. There's something supernatural about the way that you, do, you, you serve this place. So you've got the Spirit turning up in the Old Testament. So it starts with Daniel, um, Joseph with the dreams. You've got a guy called Bezalel. Is that right, Bezalel, Sue? I think that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... Bezalel. So Bezalel was a craftsman, okay? So he was, he was, a, he was a master craftsman. And, he talk, and the Holy Spirit comes and it, it enables him with a, a unique ability to be a master craftsman. And you know that, God, if you, if you are made, if you are here today and you're breathing and you're a human, you have, create, you have creative abilities within you. Do you believe that? 
whether it's in movies, whether it's in music, whether it's in admin, whether it's in songs, you have a creative ability within you. And that's because you are created in the image of God because he is the creator. I was at a, was at a Christian conference once. Some of you have heard this story. And I felt God speak to me about the worship leader on, on, on stage. And I felt him say to me, this is a quick, quick, quick example. Um, I felt him say to me, I want you to tell that guy I want him to make an album. And I want him to make the album because I'm a creator and I've put creative abilities inside of him and his creative abilities is producing this album. Never met him before, never spoken to him before. He didn't know me, I didn't know him. And I go up to him at the end of the, end of the set, end of the worship, and I say to him, hey, excuse me, um, do you mind if I share with you what I felt that God was saying to me in the service? And he says, yeah, sure. And I share with him, I say to him, I feel like there's an album in you and I feel like God is, is telling you to create as he creates. And he wants you to produce this album because he's given you a creative ability within you. And now I want you to know that his fingerprint is on it and God is calling you to imitate his nature in creating this album. And he says, oh, wow. He says, well, only, only two hours ago, a producer came up to me and said, I want you to, I'd really like you to do an album. And I had no idea, obviously. And he said, but I've been in two minds about it because I don't want, in almost typical English faction, he's like, I don't want it to be about me. I don't want it to be about me. I don't want to make an album and have my name on it. I want it to be all glory to God. And it's a very, you know, it's a very admirable, um, admirable uh, characteristic. But actually the father was saying to him, no, I want you to create. I want you to produce this album. And two hours before I said that to him, the producer asked him. And then six months later, this album is released, which is which is wonderful. It's a really good album. So in each, within each and every one of you is a creative ability. So you've got the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit turning up from time to time within the Old Testament, and you've got the prophets, okay? So the prophets, other names for the prophets were called seers, okay? So if you're prophetic people, a lot of prophetic people are quite sensitive or very sensitive. They'll see things out of their minds, or they'll feel things. And you'll often hear about the, the Old Testament prophets and the Spirit of the Lord came upon them or they'd do this or they'd take them somewhere or so this or so that. And you read about Elijah, you read about Isaiah, read like Ezekiel and the Spirit of the Lord would turn up. But it was, it was never a constant thing, it seemed. There was usually a gap in between. Are you with me so far? So we're still in the Old Testament. We're still with this holy breath of God enabling and turning up at the right moments. So you've got the prophets, the book of the prophets, and the, and the Holy Spirit would turn up and, and give people seeing abilities, feeling abilities, and tell them to do this or do that. And it's the word of God, it's the spirit of God. We're going to qu- quick fire through some verses in the Old Testament, just to give you some examples. Judges 6, 34, so you've got the, the mighty man that is Gideon. You know, an angel turns up to Gideon and says, God is with you, mighty warrior. And he was cleaning the kitchen. You know, he didn't feel like a mighty warrior. So the spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. He blew a trumpet and the Abazarites were called together to follow him. Point here, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. 1 Samuel 16, 13. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers and the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel has come to anoint David with the ram's horn. He pours oil. It's not like a, little, it's not like a fingerprint of oil. He, he pours like a bucket of oil over David to anoint him as king and the Spirit of the Lord falls upon David. The Spirit of God falling upon people is a common occurrence. You've got Isaiah 11, verse 2, when it talks about the spirits that rest upon Jesus, the seven spirits of God that rest upon Jesus. And it says the Spirit of the Lord will rest on him. 
the Holy Spirit, that breath that was in the beginning with all of creation, that sacred breath, that holy breath that was there was resting upon the Messiah. Ezekiel 11.5 Then the Spirit of the Lord fell upon me. Again, you hear it again, the Holy Spirit fell upon me. Last one, Micah 3, verse 8. But as for me, Micah says, I am filled with power, with the Spirit of the Lord, and with justice and might to declare of Jacob his transgressions to Israel, his sin. He is filled with the Spirit of the Lord, with power. So you're getting a reoccurring theme of the Holy Spirit being upon people. But as you journey to the New Testament and the works of the other side of the cross, you hear the story of the Holy Spirit being within people. And you've got this, this grand scene of the mystery of the Trinity. You don't read about the Trinity much in the Bible. Go and try and find it. You won't find it many places, if anywhere. But you've got this grand scene in the New Testament where the Trinity is all together in one place. Anybody guess where it is? Jesus' baptism. Well done, Will Parker. You've got Jesus being baptised. You've got the Father releasing his voice. This is my dearly beloved Son with whom I'm well pleased. And you've got the Spirit of God descending upon Jesus like a dove. You've got all three in the same scene, in the same scenario, which is one of the only times that you see them all together. And that's when the Holy Spirit starts moving from being upon people to being within people. And the last few weeks we've been talking about, Amy spoke wonderfully about God wanting to connect with us. Now, do you ever get the idea, okay, do you ever get the idea from just looking at a summary of the Bible, but a summary of the Old Testament, do you ever get the idea that God really wants to be with you? Do you ever get that idea? Men, and we, we mess it up. He puts you in a garden before the laws, before the tablets, before anything. He puts you in a garden just for you and him to enjoy. No laws, no nothing, no do's, no don'ts. There are do's and don'ts, but obviously it's a lot more free, right? And we mess it up, but time and time and time again, God creates a way for him to be with us. And you know, it wasn't enough for God just for him to create a way for us when we die to be with him at the end of our life. It wasn't enough. So what does he do? The Holy Spirit comes into play. It wasn't enough for us to be with him when we die, but what he wanted is for him to be with us upon the earth, even before we die. Are you with me? It wasn't enough just for us to be with him when we die, but he wanted to be with us to go through life together. Let's read together in Joel 2.28. got it here we know this one and afterwards i will pour out my spirit on all people your sons and daughters will prophesy your old men will dream dreams your young men will see visions even on my servant servants both men and women i will pour out my spirit in those days i will show wonders in the heavens and on the earth blood and fire and billows of smoke the sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and dead dreadful day of the lord side note The great and dreadful day of the Lord. It's going to be great for you, dreadful for others. You ever notice that? I'll unpack that more another day. 
and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. For on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there will be deliverance, as the Lord has said, even among the survivors whom the Lord calls. It wasn't enough for God just to create a way for us to be with him when we die, but he created a way through the Holy Spirit to be with you and walk with you and journey through you for your day-to-day life. So much so that he sent his son Jesus to create a way that he wouldn't just be upon you, but he'd be within you. He'd be dwelling within you. He'd be so close to you, closer than your very skin. This holy breath, this sacred breath, this invisible wind, this invisible force that we talk about. And the Holy Spirit is holy. And he will call you into holiness. He's not there to make you comfortable. He is called the comforter. So if you are uncomfortable, he probably will give you a bit of comfort if you need it, which is good to know. But this is what Jesus says about the Holy Spirit. John 16, 8, Passion Translation. And when he comes, he will expose sin and prove that the world is wrong about God's righteousness and his judgments. He's not there just to make you comfortable. He is holy. He is pure. And and Leviticus says, be for holy as I am holy. And that's the call for you and I in this place. To live in pursuit of holiness. This wind of heaven, this breath of heaven that was there at the beginning of creation, hovering over the waters, now lives within you. Is upon you and is within you. Acts 2, verse 2. We're moving into the New Testament now. Suddenly, like a sound, like the blowing of a violent wind, came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. You've got that word again, wind, haven't you? You've got that breath from heaven. You know the thing I love about this here? I bet some people weren't in the house and they missed it. They missed it. They weren't there for the mighty rushing wind. They weren't there because they were, you know, maybe they'd abandoned things. But how, how many times has the posture of our hearts been like, ah, oh, no, God can meet me at home. I don't have to go here. You know, God can meet me just as powerfully. Which is true, of course he can. But there's something about the posture of your heart being obedient to the word of God. And all these guys didn't miss out because they're in the right place at the right time and they're obedient to Jesus. And suddenly, do you know what word suddenly means? They weren't, it came when they were least expecting it. It came when they were least, least expecting it. I was in town this last week. Because of my health stuff, I'm on a strict diet, so it takes me a long time to find snacks. And I, I love snacking. Snacking's my favourite thing. <laughs> and um, I was looking for a snack, and I found some really nice snacks in Waitrose. They're on offer as well. And that's all I was out to do. I set out to get some nice snacks. I got some chocolate-covered almonds, if you want specifics. They're, they're really nice. There's not a lot I can eat, but apparently dark chocolate-covered almonds I can eat. <laughs> and I'm, I'm walking along as you do. I've actually got a spade in my hand as well, if you really want the picture. My, Rachel's been asking for a spade to do some stuff in the garden, so I got, a, I got her a spade. I've got my almonds, I've got a spade, walking around town with my mask on. Mind my own business. And I see this man, this is only last week, I see this man, I've seen him before, and I'm like, there's something about this dude that's different, there's something about this guy that's just like, 
I want to talk to him. I want to talk to him. I like talking to people. I like listening and just getting to know people. And I saw this guy, and I've seen him a few times. And the best way to describe him, and I, he said he'll come to church. He said he's going to come to church once masks and things are off. So you might, you might meet him. But the best, the best way to describe him, I just saw a father in him. Like this real father. I was like, man, there's a real father in you. I didn't say this to him, but I was thinking, this is something attracting me to this guy. So I, he's sitting on the bench up on, by the whatever it is. It's on the crossroads. And I've got my spade. I've got my almonds. And I'm like, how do I do this? How do I do this? I've got my spade and my almonds. I'm just going to play it cool. So I just walk along. And I lean against a tree like nothing's going on. I, I lean against a tree, eat my almonds, enjoy, enjoy my snack. I've got my spade. I put my spade down so I'm a bit less threatening. And I'm like, okay, how do I do this? How do I do this? And I've done it lots of times before. And sometimes I walk away. Sometimes I, I, just, I just walk away. Other times I just go with it. And I, and I say to him, oh, do you mind if I sit down? Put my spade down. I said, do you mind if I sit down? And he said, yeah, okay, I've got to go in about 30 seconds. And I was like, great. I, I can do this in 20. And I just told him I work for a local church, and sometimes God puts promptings on my heart. And sometimes I'm right, sometimes I'm wrong. And do you mind if I just share with what I've... Um, felt God put my heart and, um, and he said yeah yeah okay go on in and he, he made it clear that he, he needed to go somewhere and um, I just shared with him what was on my heart about this, this kind of this, this, good, this, this goodness deep within him this father within him and um, I just shared with him and, he, and, I, and I said does that make sense and he said yeah yeah it does he says, um, and he tells me a little bit about himself and it turns out this guy was a healer at the spiritualist church and he was into necromancy, he was into clairvoyance, all this kind of stuff. He's not, into it any, he's not into it anymore because he said he needed healing himself. So he said, how can I heal people if, if I can't heal myself? And I said, so tell me how it works. You, what, what, how does that work? And he said, oh, well, basically you just you put energy into people and all this kind of stuff. And I said, Have you ever, has it ever worked? And he said, no, it's not worked, but people feel good afterwards. I was like, oh, okay, interesting. And I said, well, I know someone that lays hands on people. I said, I said, have you ever heard about Jesus? Have you ever heard about the stories of Jesus in the Bible where he would lay hands on people and he would get healed? And he was like, yeah, yeah, I've heard about Jesus. And, and he told me a story, and it had gone way past 30 seconds. You know? So I was like, hmm, yeah, okay. It's way past 30 seconds, and we're, we talked for about 20 minutes. And, I, and, I, and at the end of it, I say to him, I, 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 I tell him about Jesus, and I give him the gospel. I say to him, I don't give him the gospel. I, I come in here and there because he's, he, he says, all, 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 all religions lead to God. And I was like, mm, not quite true. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And I told him this, and I tried to do it nicely. And basically, end of story, there's no flashing lights, no crazy salvations or you know, that, things like that. But he let me pray for him. And I prayed for healing over his pretty impossible um, illness that he had going on. But we know that God can do the impossible, don't we? And I pray to see him again and see if he can... Um, we can either pray again or hopefully he'll be healed. My, my point here is this. This sacred breath, this invisible force, prompted me out of nowhere for this guy. Suddenly, like a rushing wind, tongues of fire, all that jazz came in, right? Suddenly it caught people off guard. And for me, I was out there getting almonds and then the Holy Spirit had other ideas. Other times, I'd be getting sandwiches in Sainsbury's, and the Holy Spirit would prompt me and speak to a, speak to a lady. Same thing happens. And it's so, so vital that you and I stay 
in close union with the Holy Spirit. And I, I, I wouldn't say I'm close. I want to be so much closer. I do, honestly. But when things like this happen, I, I, you can't make it up, can you? And you know, the Holy Spirit, like I said, the Holy Spirit wants to be walking closely with you intimately. And he does. Sometimes you need the sensitivity to be aware of it. And I heard a man say once, um, coincidences are just God being anonymous. He's entwined into everything. And I'm going to end on this. Life is incredibly difficult when you're walking against the wind. Have you ever tried walking against the wind? We used to have a little Jack Russell growing up, and when we go to the beach, we used to go down to Dorset, the dog would almost fly like a kite because the wind was so, like, she was so little, she would just run straight back in the car. But life is so incredibly difficult when you're walking against the wind, trudging through mud, going against it. Sometimes all you've got to do is just turn around and go with the flow. Are you with me? This sacred breath, this holy breath from heaven, who moves in power, who moves in signs and wonders, is in you and is on you. And sometimes all it takes is a changing of posture. You know, repentance is changing the way you think, looking the other way. And sometimes it takes a bit of repentance, sometimes it takes a little bit of a change to go with the flow of the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? He is holy. He is invisible. He is a mighty rushing wind. And in the next couple of weeks, we're going to unpack a little bit more about the Holy Spirit. And you know what my dream is? My, my dream is in this place, as you go home, in your cars, that the Holy Spirit will meet with you in power. But he wouldn't just do it once, but he'd continually meet with you, speak with you. You'd see him, you'd hear him. I remember praying a few months ago. I was like, Lord, I want to know more about the Holy Spirit. And I felt Jesus say to me, Son, if you've seen me, you've seen the Holy Spirit. Jesus says that about God. He says, if you see me, you've seen the Father. And I believe the same thing happens with the Holy Spirit because it is the Spirit of Jesus on the earth. So if you want to know what the Spirit's activity looks like, look at the person of Jesus. In his presence, there's fullness of joy, but he also calls people into repentance and holiness. And we're going to find out in a couple of weeks that actually, after the guys in the upper room were dealt with the Holy Spirit, the mighty rushing wind, they came out like they were drunk, right? We know that. And we're going to unpack that a little bit over the next couple of weeks. Let's pray. <sighs> Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are revival. The way your presence is there is revival. And Ruach HaKodesh, breath of heaven, wind of the living God, sacred breath, holy breath, holy wind, however you want to be addressed. Meet with us in power in this place today. May we see you. May we feel you. May we know you. May we walk in close intimacy with you. May our lives be transformed by you. May you lead us into repentance. May we desire you. May you make us hungry for you. Holy Spirit, the 
word of God says that you are here. And by faith right now, we receive you. We engage you. We receive your healing touch. We receive your breakthrough. We receive all that you have to offer. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ.